as we discover together, as we uncover many aspects of law of attraction, spiritualism, and science. To see all possibilities, to see the wonder, and to see the magic that makes up all that is you, me, us, love. Along the way, we can attract wisdom. I'm delighted you're here with me exploring. The journey is always better with friends. Hello, my friends. I hope you enjoyed meeting the pilot and the servant from our last two podcasts. And of course, Ashlam, Casey's higher self. We will hang out with Ashlam again soon. And we will hear Casey's second session when we just speak with Ashlam. It is a great conversation and lots of nuggets of wisdom. For this episode, I thought we would pop on over to Nikki's session, just so you get another flavor of past lives for another person. Now, to my surprise and delight, Nikki's past life intertwined with me. Yup, you can say, Nikki and I have been reunited in this life. When I met Nikki last year, I had felt a really strong connection to her. And even though an Atlantic Ocean separates us, Nikki lives outside of Paris and I live in Connecticut in the Northeast, we speak to each other like two lost sisters. So if you have ever met someone new and you feel a real strong connection Don't be surprised if you've had a past life with them. Recently, I met up in Florida with Nikki and I did three sessions over a long weekend. It was great seeing her. It was great playing with her and the sessions were great too. And I'm really happy to share them with you. When I was putting this podcast together, I was seeing a reoccurring theme for Nikki. And I thought that my friends out there, you could relate to Nikki's experience because I could relate to it. And and then I thought, what if you saw Nikki's theme and reflected upon your own reoccurring theme in this life. Would the next thought be that possibly this is what you came here to explore, to overcome? And would that give you encouragement? Would understanding your soul work encourage you to push past fear, to explore new things, to accept new things. Because, you know, I think about this stuff kind of a lot. And I know we all have free will, right? And I've studied law of attraction, which law of attraction is really about your vibration and you create your own reality. So if you're vibrating at a low place, 
you're going to attract low vibrational things. If you're vibrating at a high place, you're going to attract high vibrational things or experiences. Doesn't I don't really mean things, but that is law of attraction. And that is how the universe works. And scientists have figured that out. That is how planets are created. It is a pebble is attracted to another pebble that becomes a stone. And that stone then is attracted to another stone. And that stone becomes a rock. And a rock is attracted to another rock. And that rock becomes a boulder. And it goes on and on and on until you have a planet. That is law of attraction. And if you pay attention, you'll be able to see it. You'll you'll be able to see how it kind of works in this physical reality. Now, we know that you also have your spirit guides and your higher self, and they are guiding you. So free will, law of attraction, your spirit guides creates this whole experience that we live. And when I look at that, I think it is so beautiful and magical. And I hope you kind of see that too now. Anyway, we all came here to expand. I know Or should I say, why is it important for you to expand? It's important for all of us, and I think we'll expand regardless, right? But we expand all there is. And you came here with a purpose. We all did. Understanding that you came here for a purpose allows me to look at somebody else's life and take a step back and not judge it. I understand that their higher self is guiding them, their guides, and assisting that person. Their life might not be the experience that I would want to have. But that experience is just as valid as my experience. And that allows me to remove judgment from it and understand and appreciate that person's experience and really thank them because we all expand from their experience. It allows me to accept what is easier. And when you accept things in your life and what you see, you vibrate higher. When you vibrate higher, you're happy and you're in joy and you expand. 
and it just keeps on going. So anyways, that's what I wanted to share with you with that thought. Let's get back into Nikki's session. I drop her into a theta brain state wave, which is just a relaxed, focused state. Her voice is going to sound really subdued. And when we drop in, she's describing what she's wearing and where she's going. What I find personally charming that even in this past life, she's a sharp dresser, my fashionista friend. Oh, and we're going on a date. Let's listen in. Like a, a little bit clunky. Hmm. And if you look up your legs, what are you wearing? Stockings. Mm-hmm. And a brown skirt. Ah. And a, like, a purple shirt, mm-hmm. like a sweater. Okay. Is the skirt long? Yeah. Yeah. And the shirt, is it fitted? Is it loose? It's fitted. Okay. It's got, like, gold in it. Oh, it sounds beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel young, old? Uh, I think I'm 26. Okay. You have long hair, short hair? Uh, medium long, mm-hmm. kind of wavy. Mm-hmm. Are you wearing it down or yep. up? Down. Okay. Yeah. I'm walking. Yeah, you're walking. What's around you? Trees. Ah. Like, like, sort of like a park or... Uh-huh. I'm on my way somewhere. You are. Are you carrying anything? A little handbag. Oh, very nice. Leather? Yeah. Yeah. Brown? Yeah. Yeah. To match the shoes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And do you feel like you're walking with purpose? Like Yeah. Yeah, quick, slow? Kind of quick. Okay, yeah. Like you have to be somewhere? Like I'm excited to see somebody. Excited to see somebody. Very nice. All right. Well, let's uh, condense time. And you've arrived at your meeting place, meeting someone. Who's there? It's a guy. Ah, a guy. Young, old? He's young. Yeah. He's a soldier. He's a soldier. Okay. Yeah. Handsome? Cute. Yeah. You like this guy? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is that why you were walking quickly? (laughs) Yeah, I was excited. (laughs) Excited. Okay. Yeah. What does he look like? Black hair. Uh Uh-huh. What color eyes? Can you see brown, yourself? brown eyes, nice smile. Yeah, yeah. It's a scar, a little scar above his eyebrow. Okay. He's wearing a cap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A brown uniform. Oh. Brown. Light brown. Yeah. We're meeting in like a, some sort of place where we can have a like a coffee. Ah, oh, very nice. Have you met him before? Yes. Ah, so you know him. Getting to know him. Ah, getting to know him. Okay. Very nice. All right. Well, let's have coffee with him. 
Let's see how he behaves. <laughs> Let's go on that date. <laughs> Are you nervous? I'm so excited. Yeah? What do you think he is? Is he excited too? Yeah. Yeah. You feel sparks between you two? Completely. Yeah. Is he um is he witty or charming? Does he make you laugh? He's uh totally attracted to me. Uh-huh. You feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and me to him. Uh-huh. How cute is that? You get a sense of her and him. They're super attracted to each other at a cafe. He's wearing a light brown uniform. And in World War II, British soldiers did have a light brown uniform. And you can tell that she's really excited, you know? So I condense time and space and I find out she married him. And I, you know, I joke in the session, I'm like, hey, the coffee date was a success. I move her again in time and she's getting into a big car to go to some dinner party. She says she's always doing that kind of stuff, but they're fighting. Feelings of guilt because she doesn't have a baby. She remembers her name is Emily and his was Richard. Nikki, or should I say Emily, is getting upset in the session. She didn't want to go into the car, but knew she had to. And sure enough, she ends up dying in the accident. I want you to hear Emily looking back on that life. And remember, this is Emily's perspective. Let's listen in. I think I died. Yeah. Yeah. But that sometimes happens, you know. And when you look back on that life, every life has a purpose and a lesson. What do you think that lesson was in that life? That I spent a lot of time um, wanting to make him happy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think about myself very much. Mm-hmm. I always felt like it was my job to entertain and make him happy. And I didn't care very much about how I felt about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good lesson, you know. She didn't care much about herself. Isn't that an interesting lesson from Emily? Is there anyone out there focused on others that you're not caring for yourself? You think by serving others or maybe not focusing on yourself is a good thing, the right thing. I've been soul searching on this one because I really love to help and teach and assist other people. And I've put other people in front of me before. But After reading a lot of information and having in-depth conversations with many beings and having a lot of guidance around this, I have a better understanding. I think I can almost do an entire podcast around this subject. But 
This is what I can leave you for now. Look at your motivation for doing for others. Is it for your highest good? Is it for their highest good? Are you being a conduit for source? Or are you reducing your own fears by putting them first? What do I mean? If having someone in fear puts you in fear, I would like for you to take a look and examine that. It's easy to be calm when those around you you love aren't calm. But can you be calm when somebody else is in fear? It's hard, right? And not only is it hard, but there's also a hidden limiting belief. You're not processing your own fear. You're actually deflecting it. Listen, I get it. It is hard to be calm when somebody else is fear. Me, personally, it's much easier for me to calm somebody else, reduce their fear, smooth their ruffled feathers, and make them happy because it makes me happy. When they're happy, I'm happy, right? It wasn't until it was asked of me, was it really for their highest good? Was it for my highest good? Am I helping them for selfish reasons? Because I don't want to process my own fear. I know, right? It's deep. But that's okay. You can just just examine it. Find out why you are helping somebody. Ask yourself, why am I helping this person? And you know what? If you're helping them because you can't process your own fear and remain calm, then so be it. That's fine. But the fact that you can even pause and examine that, you can allow that person to be in fear. And so you don't feel drained. Because that's what happens. When you put other people first all the time, you feel drained and exhausted and then anxious because if you don't do something right for them, they'll flip out or they'll get mad or they'll be upset. And then you become anxious because you're always trying to maintain their happiness. Okay. Let's get back to the session. I move Nikki to another life and we're dropped into a farm. This entity is working really hard. Her hands are dirty. She says she's tired and older. She's wearing something old like cotton and it has layers. She's poor. And we drop into an important day of this wife of a farmer's life. Let's listen in. I don't know. I can see a, there's another man. There's a man. Maybe my husband. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's angry. Oh. He's angry like that other in that other life. Hmm. And, uh, and I feel so powerless. Huh. 
Are you in the house, outside of the house? I'm outside. Outside, outside on the farm? Yeah, I'm near the wagon. And he, there's something that I'm not done right. Hmm. And he's yelling at me. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He's my husband, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I've got quite a big family. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I have a kid or two. Yeah. But there's just something about having done something right again. Mm. Yeah. And he's criticizing you about it, huh? Yelling. Mm. There's loud, loud voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel desperate. I feel like I just can't get it right. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure you can get it right. <laughs> That's just his opinion. <laughs> you know, husbands can be like that. <laughs> I mean, you've taken care of the farm. You've raised children. You've done a lot of things right. Yeah, it's like no matter what I do. Yeah. That's interesting, huh? No matter what she does, she can't get it right. There's just something about I haven't done something right again. The farmer's wife felt desperate. She couldn't get things right. I'm beginning to see a thread or a pattern. Are you? Now, I move Nikki into another life. And what's interesting, she calls herself a Dane, like right away. So I looked it up for us, and this is what it means. Dame, a woman holding non-hereditary title conferred by a sovereign in recognition of personal merit or service to the country, the wife or widow of a knight. And sure enough, we find ourselves in a room in a castle wearing a beautiful dress that has a veil with pearls around the face. Her maids are helping her. Men are always there, she says, which gives me an impression that it was very much a man's world. We find out she's getting married to someone she doesn't know and that it has been organized for her. Her maiden was her only best friend. In this life as a dame, she feels like a puppet and has no power. The bride who has to get married, you just do what you have to do. You have to obey. And she's 22 years old. The knight she is marrying has red hair and a beard. Not mean, but very reserved. She has a younger brother. She likes an older married sister that is cold and not happy. Her life is being orchestrated by other people, and she does not have a voice. We move her forward in the life as a bride, and we're at a jousting match, and the one she loves is jousting, but not her husband, and ends up dying. She has a broken heart, 
I move her again because I thought I was going to do a life review from the, the bride. And the next thing I know, I'm in Egypt. We jump into Egypt already in another life. Let's listen in. I'm, a, I'm an Egyptian. <laughs> You're in Egypt. Nice. Man or woman? I'm a woman. Okay. I'm beautiful. Ah. Yeah. Tall, thin. I, I have blue eyes. <gasps> a blue-eyed Egyptian. Wow. Black hair. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing white. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm powerful there. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you do with your time there? I I give orders. You give orders? Nice. Yeah, I tell people what to do. People uh, wait on me. Uh-huh. Sure. I'm not sure I'm so nice. <laughs> well, you give orders. You got to tell them what to do, right? Yeah. You have a best friend in there? I have girls. Uh-huh. They braid my hair and stuff. Uh-huh. Are they your friends or are they part of your community? They are my friends. Nice. But there's that line because they're not from the same mm-hmm. cast. Yeah. Yeah, a different level. Mm-hmm. Do you have siblings? Do you have anyone close to you in this life? I have my dad. Okay. We're very close. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I think, I think I'm, I have one sister. Yeah, my dad looks to me like a son, like he treats me like I'm his, I'm his son. Yeah. Because you're powerful, huh? He wants me to be. Yeah. Um, are you a bit of a warrior? Yeah, I think I, I think I fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do you happen to fight with a, a wooden stick or a wooden staff? What do you, do you fight with a weapon? I have a sword. You fight with a sword. Okay. Like, not a long one, but. A shorter one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very nice. There's things around my wrists. Yeah? Like bracelets? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they and there's a there's some sort of wooden thing like we use to fight with people that we like send with ropes. It sends things. It hurts people. Hmm. Is it, it sounds like, um, is it a catapult? Something like that. Mm-hmm. That you could project? Yeah, there's a lot of, um, this seems to be a time where there's a lot of, like, war. Mm. There's fighting. Mm-hmm. Who are you fighting? Within the clan, there's ah. there's 
Mm-hmm. There's conflict, power yeah. problems. Yeah, power struggles. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Nobody can be trusted. Yeah. My dad trusts me. Yeah. <laughs> Good. But you can't trust people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because people want what I have. Uh huh. What my dad has. Ah. Is he a chief of some yes, sort? He is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People want to kill him. And so you protect your father? Yes, I am. For the family. Mm-hmm. It's my job. Mm-hmm. She's powerful there. She gives orders and tells people what to do. She doesn't think she's nice. She is very close to her dad that treats her like a son. But how cool was that to learn there was a catapult? She is still for the family and it's her job. And we can get a good sense of her perspective of this entity as the Egyptian warrior. Now, we're going to hear the Egyptian warrior's life review. Let's listen in. What do you see? Oh, someone slit my throat. Wow. Protecting your father? I trusted somebody. Oh. Man, woman? Man. Oh. Lover, friend, foe? They pretended to be an ally. Oh. I slipped up. I paid the price. Mm, you trusted someone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you look back at that life, you know, every life has a purpose. What do you see as that life's purpose? Mm. Power. Something about power. Mm. Um, power has a price. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And did you ever love in that life as the warrior? Well, my family was your loves. It was my purpose. Yeah. No, I. Didn't give my heart. Mm. I had pleasure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was, it wasn't, my heart wasn't open. Mm. Yeah. Too much protecting of your, what you had. Yes, mm. I had a higher purpose. Yeah. The Egyptian warrior felt that power had a price. She didn't give her heart, but she had pleasure. Her heart was not open. It's such a different contrast to the other lives that we were shown by Nikki's higher self. And there is a reason behind it. And you're going to find out. We're going to delve into the last life with Nikki before we get to her higher self. She's a young girl wearing a pretty dress with black curls, curly hair, and freckles. She sees a little brother who is seven, and she loves him very, very much. 
we visit the place she lives in a stone house that is close to a cliff. We go into her room, and she has a simple room, a wooden floor, and she has this little doll that was made from a tip of a broomstick that she turned into a doll. I then move her to an important day when we find out something has happened. Let's listen in. I'm at the cliff. Yeah, you're at the cliff. Is there an ocean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a sunny day? Overcloud? What kind of day is it? I think something's happened to my brother. Oh, what's happened to your brother? He's dead. Oh, he died? He got sick? No, he fell. He fell off the cliff? I feel responsible. It was my job to watch him. Yeah. It makes me so sad. Yeah, I'm sure. Because you loved your little brother. Yeah. But it's okay, you know, you were just a child. You were just a child watching your brother, you know. All right. It's okay. I know she lost her brother. And again, that was preordained. It was planned out before they were both incarnated. There are no accidents. I know it feels really random. But if you continue to listen to these podcasts and you will hear it from other people's higher self, they say over and over, nothing is random. There are many systems in play and it takes time to understand. I, I don't even fully understand, but it's okay. Here's the big takeaway. Nothing is random. That includes accidents, murders, war, bombing, guns, drownings, suicides, the ant that you stepped on to the chicken you ate for dinner. The entity or soul has to agree to go back to the non-physical. It's the system. There are many systems that overlap and intertwined, and it's amazing, and we're discovering it together, and we're exploring it together, but it was not by accident that her brother fell off the cliff. Okay, so let's get back into the life of the girl who lost her brother. She ends up being a teacher and alone, but she has students. She did love the children, but never got over her brother. Let's listen in. I never really got over my my brother's death. Yeah, that's a tough one. I understand. It hardened me. Mm. Yeah, you didn't laugh as much and enjoy life as much. No, but I did love the children. That's nice. That's lovely. So it sounds like you dedicated your life to children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I taught them. I was a good teacher. Yeah. Did you ever marry in this life? No. No. Did you ever love? 
Yes. Oh, you did. Who did you love? This, this man. I don't know what happened, but he didn't love me back. Really? Or he couldn't stay. Or mm. mm-hmm. Something happened. He left. Okay. So there was a lot of sadness. Yeah. Even though she never got over her brother's death, she was a good teacher. We later uncover that she had another sibling in this life as a teacher, Rebecca. Rebecca couldn't be with her because she was too far away. The teacher was 46 and coughing up blood. And she had a life review as the teacher. And she was to love every student like they were her brother. Now, I'm going to pop you in, not at the very beginning when I bring in Nikki's higher self, but a little more into the conversation. We're talking about Nikki remembering her past life um, awake because Nikki has told me that she, you know, before I regress her, she goes, you know, I believe I've seen myself dying in a car accident. And I've heard stories where some people remember some of their past lives or previous lives. I don't remember, I mean, I've had a couple of sessions, but I didn't really remember my past lives. And this is how I view this. If you are meant to remember your past life, you'll remember it. And most of us, we're not supposed to remember our past lives. They want us focused on this life. And I think... When I do these past life regressions, having you experience it firsthand, that you are more than who you think you are, that you've had past lives, it kind of opens you up because before it's just a theory, it's just a story. But when you relive a past life and when you experience it, it changes you. It, it just does because then you really know you are much more than who you thought you were. And that alone is pretty kind of cool. All right. So I'm talking to Nikki's higher self. And I like to ask the higher self, like, why did you show us that life? What was the purpose of that life? Because it's always different from the entity. Let's listen in. What was the purpose of that lifetime for her? She played this role of victim, mm-hmm. trying to please, mm-hmm. always falling short. Mm. She didn't believe in her worthiness. In that lifetime. And in others. Yeah. Is that why you showed us the, uh, the woman in the farm? Once again, the man has the power. Mm. She gives her power away. (laughs) And is Nikki giving her power away in this lifetime? She gave her power to everyone. Mm -hmm. But things are changing. 
That's wonderful. Because I think Nikki's really trying to change that. Yes, she struggles a bit because she's so afraid that she can't take care of herself. Yeah, but we know she can take care of herself. She has no idea Mm -hmm. how powerful she can be. Mm. Is that why you showed her the Egyptian life? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because she has been powerful. Yeah. But there was a price to pay. She made a decision. She didn't want the power because power was, she connected to being evil. Ah, so do you think that's holding her back now? Yes. Mm-hmm. She steps in and tastes a bit of power. Mm-hmm. She will begin to understand, but she must go slowly. Mm-hmm. She, yes, she connects power to evil. Mm-hmm. Because of her experiences. Mm-hmm. But power doesn't mean that you're evil. You know? No, but people with power and strong ego Mm. can do harmful things. Yeah, sure. Well, because they're in fear. How curious is that? Nikki is afraid of power. And when she tastes a bit of power, she becomes afraid. Hence why she gives away her power. And how interesting is the statement made by the higher self? People with power and strong ego can do harmful things. I just want to say that your ego is designed to protect you, to keep you in physical reality. It's known as the survival instinct. And the ego is necessary. It also helps you birth new desires. It is also limiting. But we can heal and soothe our ego. Fear is not a bad thing, my friends, nor is having the experience of survival. But when we are aligned with our higher self, we are at a higher vibration. And your higher self is guiding you. All you have to do is trust that it is working out even though You can't see how it's going to work out for you. This is what it's called. Faith, trust in the universe, letting go. And it takes practice. And it takes faith and listening to your higher self, which is intuition, your gut. That's your higher self. Okay. For those who are passionate around music, I bet you can relate to this snippet. Let's listen in. She must follow the sounds. Mm. The gongs. Mm -hmm. The balls. Mm -hmm. Through sound. Because she has a special connection to music. Mm. Yes, and she's a good dancer. Yes, it's in her body. 
Uh-huh. So she she will f- deepen her uh-huh. expansion through these sounds. Should she look into um, sound alchemy and like maybe research that to trigger a um, remembering? Yes, yeah, she she must continue in this theta state mm-hmm. through sound. Okay, there are many modalities now for this. Mm-hmm. And you'll send her to the right places, right? I already did, but she didn't stop. <laughs> she did it <laughs> when she was in Sedona. I made her look up on the left. There was a place it said sound therapy. Ah, sound therapy. I wanted her to go in there. Uh huh. How cute is that? That Nikki's higher self made her look at the sign, sound therapy, and wanted her to go in there. That's how it works, my friend. You think when you glance at something, it's your doing, but it's actually inspiration. These are the signs. Once you are tuned into the signs, you see them more and more. Some of you know about repeating numbers, red cardinals, feathers. A great book to read, if you're so inspired, is E Squared by Pam Grout. She has some cool experiments to play with that will help you see the signs. Uh, I read her book and did the experiment around seeing uh, a car of a certain color. And I chose yellow because yellow is really rare to see in a car. And now I see so many yellow vehicles, it's, it's almost comical. When I am talking to Nikki's higher self, we discuss Nikki's mother in this life and her abandonment issues. And I ask Nikki's higher self, hey, was that carried over from past lives? Let's listen in. So Nikki and I, I mean, because you're right there with us in our conversations, but we talk a lot about her mother and we talk a lot about her abandonment issues or worthy of love. And I sense it's been carried over from past lives into this life. Are yes. We, it has, right? It was that feeling when when her brother died, when he when he slipped and fell off the cliff. It was that longing for his return. Ah. And that feeling of powerlessness to mm. not be able to reverse time and change things. Mm-hmm. That feeling of longing mm-hmm. has runs deep. Mm-hmm. But she, I mean, yes, it seems tragic that the little brother fell off the cliff, right? But that soul chose that. It's not her fault. No, she, they were working something out together. Mm -hmm. She chose not to overcome it in that lifetime, but this is not true in this lifetime. So she can overcome that. She has. Nice. She has overcome that. Yeah. It is still there, but 
it's so much less. That's great. Yeah. She has become aware of her worthiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wonderful. I'm so happy for her. To a degree. <laughs> There's always work to be done, isn't there? <laughs> yes. But that's the fun of it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. It's time to have fun. It's time to have fun. Well, I hope uh, I will have a ton of fun with Nikki. I, I know that her and I have had past lives together. I feel like she's been my sister several times, too. So mm, you were Rebecca. I was Rebecca. Aww. And you were the sister that she felt the closeness with. So isn't that interesting? The feeling of longing continued into this life, that even though her little brother fell off the cliff, not by accident, they were working something out together. He died for a reason. Now, she chose not to overcome it in that life as a school teacher, but actually she chose to overcome it in this life. Hmm, right? Is there an issue that runs deep in you? Pay attention because it might just be the thing you came here to overcome in this life. So sharing on a personal note, I was thrilled to learn that I was Rebecca. And what is neat is I had remembered a little bit about Rebecca's life. Like I remember taking care of young children. And when I asked Nikki when she was awake, she said, oh yeah, Rebecca was a governess. And I went, huh. So it's interesting what gets triggered. Okay. I go into the healing aspect of the session because your higher self can heal you. It, it's for your highest good, for your highest good. Not, not everything is healed, by the way. We talk about Nikki's thyroid and her higher self says it's stable, but she won't heal it. Why? Because Nikki must practice using her voice, putting words to her emotion. And she has taken steps in doing that, but apparently not enough. So if you know of anyone who has an issue with their body, or if you have an issue with your body, take a look at it. It's a message to you. It's a message to help guide you. Your body is communicating to you to have you look at a belief and your fears. Okay. This next part, I love. Let's listen in. Yes, she must choose what is right for her. Mm-hmm. First. Everyone else after. Mm. Yeah. And to, to step into this choice with complete abandon. Mm. Because she tends to feel that guilt mm-hmm. and be responsible for others. This is this is part of her journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To step fully into her power. Yeah. 
Endure choices. Mm-hmm. Speak your truth. Uh-huh. And to let go of others and their opinions. Yeah. You would think that would be easy, but I'm telling you, in this physical reality, it's not so easy. <laughs> yes, we know this. <laughs> if it were easy, you'd all be dead. <laughs> this is why you come. Of course, of course, the game, the game. <laughs> These roles must be played. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We, you know, Nikki and I, we talk about our irrational fear. <laughs> it's intense sometimes. Yes, but it's shifting now for her. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. She's beginning to have some distance from these things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's connecting to her intuition. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And listening closer now. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is progress. Yeah. If it was easy, we would all be dead. <laughs> I love her sense of humor. Okay. I hope you love Nikki's higher self as much as I do. It's great confirmation when we listen to our intuition and connecting with our higher selves. Are you listening, my friends out there, to your intuition? Let's listen in about the critical voice. Yes, she, she's letting go of the, that critical voice that has plagued her for many, many lifetimes. Yeah, and you know, I, I mean, Nikki and I, I mean, we both know this and we talk about it, but the critical voice, I don't even know if it really helps us. <laughs> it is momentum. It is conditioned. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, of course. Yeah. But it is there. It's not completely your, you humans, you, you can't help it. It's, it's the mother. It's the teacher. It's the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. The boss, it's all of that. Yeah, it's ingrained. It's, it From the time you're an infant when you have no choice and you have no earplugs. <laughs> and so before you take your, your first breath, before you mm-hmm. say your first word, you've already become filters for everyone else's opinion. Mm-hmm. You understand. Yeah, and that's why it's so hard. I understand. Yes. Yeah. Awareness is key. Yeah. And that's why, you know, Nikki and I, we really look at beliefs. You know, we try to examine our beliefs. Like, you know, was it taught to us? Was it really or truly our experience? Does it really exist everywhere in the universe? Yes. Uh, There are many beliefs you do not see. Yeah, exactly. How wise were those words so that, The critical voice and examining your belief is key. Awareness is the first step. In this session, I ask for a name of Nikki's higher self, if she could share one with me. Let's listen in. It would be my honor. 
Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. That'd be wonderful. And um, only because I'm talking to individual self-conscious, would you mind giving us a name? Asana. Asana. Well, Asana, thank you so much for coming. We are going to talk to you again tomorrow. What a beautiful name, Asana. You will get to know her, and I can't wait for you to listen into the next session with Asana. So, my friends, with tremendous love, see the wonder, see the magic, and I will see you all soon. Bye. If you're inspired to reach out or know somebody who is an expert in the subject matter we discussed today, please let us know. You can reach us at attractingwisdom at gmail.com or find us on Facebook under Attracting Wisdom and shoot us a message over there. Attractingwisdom.com is where we'll gather our information. Until next time, friends, explore away.